Hey guys, and welcome back to the Zico podcast. Today I have something special for you. I'm meeting Steve, the CEO of Yield Nodes, one of the most promising crypto projects of the last few years. If you are not living under the rock, you already know that during the last years, Yield Nodes became one of the leading master noding platforms, generating amazing 6 to 12% monthly profit for its followers. Let's dive straight in and find out more about how it works and its future plans for this amazing project. Without further ado, let's get started. Hey, Steve, and welcome to the first podcast with me on the Yield Nodes. How are you Thanks today? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. So let's start with the couple of basic questions that are important to those who get started with yield nodes. Like you always okay. say, yield nodes is not mining, it's not trading. In simple terms, what is master noding and how it generates profit for the followers? So master noding is very similar to staking and it's a different way of securing the blockchain. Essentially, it requires a lot less power than mining and it is more precise in its uh, reward distribution, meaning when you do masternoding and staking, you are essentially basic, basing on an algorithm and you get a set amount of coins for locking up your coins as part of the ecosystem. It's like you can um, compare to like, like a bank, you put a lot of money there, you're getting interest out of it, but it's not interest, it's more coins in this scenario because you're generating the coins on the blockchain and therefore diluting a little bit the value of each coin but we counter that by bringing utility to the coins so it has a lot of advantages like less power needed less difficult to set up there's no expensive mining machines needed and no high electricity prices to be paid which nowadays is even more important as you know that the prices are soaring like crazy mm. <laughs> and yeah and it, in this way, it secures the network and each participant then gets as a reward coins, which then are sold against Bitcoin and paid out to our participants. All right, cool. So I know it's been covered many times and you probably get tired of this question, but for, my, for, for new followers, it's always important to cover the common question. Why Yield Notes is not a Ponzi scheme and does it not rely on new deposits? So you're cutting straight to the chase, are you? Like the most, it's really the most important question and I agree to that. Um, it's not a Ponzi scheme because first of all, what we do is we prove what we're doing. We just, we don't only talk about it. We are holding two times a year or so-called audits. And I'm very excited because the next one is just right up. It's coming right up in July. We just did the raffle for the members. Like we choose members randomly to participate. This year we have five auditors coming to Malta, five that have, have been randomly chosen. There's a YouTube video out there which shows that I'm using a randomizing script and we had 1,216 applicants for it that are willing to come, which was a lot of people. And the five have been raffled out and notified. And on top of those five, we have chosen five. You can say we have handpicked them because they have hold either a lot of money in yield notes or they can bring some benefit or are beneficial to the network of the Senomi by bringing some exposure, say YouTubers or technology providers or just people that have big, very big amounts of money. So in total, there will be 10 auditors. And what we're going to do in those three days is we show them the balance that we have. Um, 
taken in by deposits, the compoundings and all the liabilities the company has in essence. And then Uth, my business partner and the boss of the operation, the true architect of the masternoding, is then showing how many coins we have, how many balances we have in the different wallets, how many coins we are staking, how these coins are distributed and people can make an easy assessment then if our liabilities are covered. And essentially by proving that we have more money or at least the same amount of money that is needed to pay out everyone is crushing the, the, Ponzi, the Ponzi argument real quick. On top of that, when you see, when you think about it, you can very transparently see what we are doing because we list all our coins on guild notes, like all our partnerships, and you can see the value in those coins. You can see them on coin market cap. You can see how much money we hold, and it's very transparent. So you see if our coins doing well, you can essentially see that our business model is working. Now, this is not something. This is not a proof for the future, but at least it's some uh, a proof for the past that what we did so far has worked and has worked as a business model. So it's not a guarantee for the future, but at least it shows what we've done has hand and foot, so to speak. All right, cool. So what sort of safety measures do you have in place for yield notes, especially after the market following the crash of Terra, USDT, Luna? Are the deposits secured in Euro or in Bitcoin? Neither. The deposits are in coins, meaning like when people deposit with us, we exchange the Bitcoin. We do not hold Bitcoin and we do not hold Euro or any stablecoin because we need to masternode at all times. So the deposit value is usually the same or higher that we need to cover all payouts. This is how we balance it. And usually we are trying to have a surplus, like a reserve, so to speak, in coins. Of course, not in Bitcoin because we need to generate the returns that we are making and if we would move money out of the project to secure it we'd rather pay it out instead of you know hoarding it somewhere and speculating on say bitcoin might rise bitcoin might fall and we do not want to do that kind of gamble so all the capital is working at all times and we mitigate the risk by holding by paying out a little bit less and holding more coins needed to pay out so in essence it's a reserve fund but it's not a complete security because coins are very volatile. So even if we hold more than what we need to hold, if the market tanks, there's usually coins go with it and it's very hard to assess then how strong the risk really is. Yield loss needs to be categorized as a high yield, as a, sorry, high yield too, but as a high risk investment program. And we do our best, like right now, we are in a very hard market situation, as you can imagine, as you said, with Terra and Luna crashing down, a lot of the investor confidence has flown out of the window and crypto in essence right now is quite low. So we have done very well in this bearish market scenario because we still generated last month about 6.5%, which is quite good considering that a lot of people are losing right now in this market space. And it kind of proves that our system is working well, but as said, there's still risk. So if Bitcoin is going to tank down very low, depends how low, long it's going to stay at these lower levels, there's a certain risk coming with that. It was important to mention. So this month, there was a huge reveal that a small democracy of Sao Tome and Principe is going to be on board. Can you tell us more That's about right, this yeah. big reveal and what it means for yield notes? 
So essentially, we uh, were looking for a place, you know, to bring our first big lighthouse projects. And with lighthouse, we mean projects that we want to build that then can be shopped to other major countries with more population and that we can show something in that works on a smaller scale that can then be applied to bigger scale countries. And the small, uh, it's a democracy, the small democracy of Sao Tome and Principe is a little bit, you know, is essentially in Africa, a little bit down to the left next to the continent. It's a Portuguese colony and it has about 200,000 people in population. So it's very small, but it's very welcoming to crypto technology. And when we were there, we had the honor of meeting the prime minister and had a few very um, fruitful sessions where he essentially assured us and we also published a letter of intent that we got by the government that they are willing to implement our coins in their economy as well as give us the means and the land to facilitate implementing the the projects that we want that will be associated with the coins because the Senomi is all about going back to the regular economy whereas DeFi is more of putting what people know online so we go the other way around. We are like, we believe that blockchain needs to be the value in the blockchain needs to be secured, collateralized, so to speak, with real-world applications and real-world projects like energy, food, farming, sustainable farming, etc. We hold a lot of patents and technology through our German provider and partner. And we are bringing energy to the island, we are bringing sustainable farming to the island. And we then com- um, we also did some donations to the university there. To the we are building a IT lab there to teach the locals how to use cryptocurrency and especially our coins, of course. And we believe doing that will be. They also agreed, which is very important, to change the laws to uh, uh, acknowledge us on the island. Like we will get a banking license, for instance, that will be very crypto friendly and bent the law, so to speak, to offer us a home, so to say. We already rented the offices and we became advisors to the president and in an official role. And so we have high hopes of being able then to show it's it takes its time, of course. It's not something that happens overnight, but it's a very promising first step to bring our coins and our vision of the ceremony to fruition on the long run. That's very interesting. Especially that you know it, it, it's it's being used in real life scenario like that, and exactly. I want to move on to a sort of the question that probably everybody is thinking right now, and that's obviously withdrawing profits. Could you update us on the debit card plans? What withdrawal options will be available in the future? We are still um, ironing this out because it's quite some bureaucracy that needs to be undertaken, especially because each of the debit cards that are out there that we want to implement have only a very small um, area of function, meaning, for example, we are in talk with a company that is very promising to give out debit cards in the European market while not being very good in the Asian sector. Another one is good in Africa, but the rest of the countries they don't service. So we probably need to offer a combo of cards depending on the participant in yield notes. We are quite, we have quite matured in the talks. We also made, signed a partnership already, but it's going to take a couple of months more until these cards become to fruition. In the meantime, there are some other cards possible, of course, like, you know, Binance, Crypto.com, they have very strong debit cards, but we want an in-house solution because we think the costs that are coming with these cards, we can, we would not 
pocket them for ourselves, rather we would flow the, let the profits that are being generated from these costs flow back into the pool at the Eid Notes and keeping so another player in-house, so to speak. Another piece of the puzzle would be under our umbrella of the Sendome, which is exchanges, traffic websites, um, all the coins, the project leaders, the projects itself, the Sendome. So the more pieces of the puzzle we can put under our umbrella, I don't get on any other, what, what else can you say? Under our control, under <laughs> our, um, yeah, in, into our influence, then that would be very beneficial because we would save every percentage that is saved comes to the benefit of the yield noters. So that's why we pursue this very, very strongly. Yeah, with the whole um, environment changing when it comes to the debit and credit cards, it's probably a very complicated process for you guys to implement. But It's about you know, compliance, it... yes. And as said, where a person lives, you know, if we just offer it for, let's say, the Europeans, we will have Indian people and Australians, UK, all not very happy. So we are trying to find a solution that will probably not serve everyone, but most of the people. And this is our intent. All right. So moving on to the next question, I'm really curious about this one. I know you I know DeFi relies on protocols and lending while you rely on real projects. Well, this enemy is growing so fast. How will it ensure stability of so many coins and how not to spread too thin? There are so many new coins that were added to the enemy, for example. The thing is that we control a lot of the uh, liquidity in those coins. Our main main star, our main coin is still Sapphire, as uh, ticker symbol SAPP, and they said it has the most liquidity and is quite big. So the other coins are still very small in a grand scheme of things, and we can add liquidity to them or detract liquidity. This is part of the controlling mechanism in the coins. So we can exercise much more control over our network than, for example, DeFi can. And we are not prone to those risks because, as you probably have followed some DeFi protocols in the past, you know, with automated protocols and programming, there's a lot of vulnerabilities in those. For example, you could follow a very nice project only to find out that the developers have been rugbald, meaning the funds have been drained by a hacker and suddenly everything is lost. And you can never know, was it a real rugbald or have the programmers simply decided to siphon off the funds and run away? And and that that's it, you know, it's very hard to assess. With our coin um, system, we have each of our coin projects is a separate blockchain, meaning it has separate security protocols. So if something would be hacked, it would not be influencing the other coins, first of all. And second of all, with our measurements and with our liquidity transfer protocols, we do that manually. It's not an automated process. There's not automatically flowing liquidity from Sapphire to say 777 or vice versa. It's always done by people that are controlling. This is probably a little bit against the decentralized argument because yield nodes and the economy are very centralized, but it can be compared with this um, idea of that it's, it's like a baby that is learning how to walk and we are watching over it, we are taking controlling measures and we are only going to put up the AI that is auto checking everything at a later stage while it's being in development. We do not want to give up too much control right now because in essence, this is all yield notes um, participants funds. And we need to make very, very sure that the funds are very safe. And in comparison to DeFi, we think we are much, much safer 
but still the the risk of a hack always exists this is mm. always some some issue so speaking of safety obviously when you have your own money on the line as well that's another layer of safety because you you take uh, extra precautions when it's your own money in play as well of course so of course are you investing yourself in staking some of the coins from this enemy sorry i keep butchering this name <laughs> no worries at all <laughs> I'm, as... I'm not english speaking either so i said this enemy <laughs> the centralized economy rolls off the tongue right <laughs> <laughs> Such a sapphire and try to master node it, or it's better to just rely on yield nodes to do its magic. I think it's a combination of both. Like I, I always, I think it's quite out there that I'm using 25% of my liquid assets to master node to stake and master node the coins, and I basically master node and stake all of them to different degrees, and I'm holding a lot of balances in the coins, but I'm also partaking in yield nodes because I believe it makes sense to be part of both worlds because it also strengthens the HODL um, idea behind it. Because, for example, if you are part of yield nodes and you are masternoding and staking the coins as well, it makes no sense for you to kill those coins off and sell them when it would influence your gains in yield nodes. So it's it's quite quite a good strategy because it's also has different ways of revenue. Like in yield nodes, we do everything to the benefit of the investor, which means a little less yield than, for example, masternode or staking yourself. However, when you masternode or stake a certain coin, it could happen that a coin crashes down and loses liquidity and you lose some gains, while in yield nodes you would still gain yields because it's so well balanced out. At the later stage, the coin might gain again in traction, but you do not know that, and we always preferentiate our yield nodes investors over the benefit of a singular coin, for instance. So it's first yield nodes, then coin holders, then people that are regular buyers of the coin for in, in, in a scale of importance, so to speak. Okay. So while this project is growing really fast and will eventually diversify with probably safer but less profitable ventures, as you mentioned before, the returns will gradually decrease. Uh, while we exactly. can't predict the future, what are some of your expectations for this year and the upcoming year? That's like a shot into the dark. Very, very hard for me. It depends a lot on the crypto market. It depends really on the crypto market because if the crypto market is healthy and investor and confidence rises or like the resilience for people rise to, to hold on to their coins instead of selling them or dropping them into the market, this has a huge impact on the value because it's not only the coins that you generate but the coins need to have value and this is the most important part so it doesn't matter if you generate 10,000 of sapphire a day if the sapphire is worth only one cent looking at the 100 bucks and that's it but we work on both fronts and i believe we have proven already that we are quite resilient in this bear market and we think like between six and 8% on the medium run is quite doable. It can also go higher, but tendentially speaking, the more money is coming into the system and the more we build out and flesh out, the returns are going to shrink down. I that just does. cannot tell you a true time frame. This is really like, like <laughs> well, anyone's guess. Yeah, well, if we could all predict the future, right? Be, uh... We would be all filthy rich, yeah. <laughs> I, I assume. Well, just to tie on to the last question that I asked you, and we'll probably end after this. It's just the beginning 
for yield notes uh, it's been over two years uh, that you guys have been on the market how do you see it growing in the next two years and obviously <laughs> once again predictions predictions right it's predictions exactly <laughs> well it we are working very hard to very hard to materialize our use cases so this is going to bring a lot of stability into play and when bigger play we are still a very tiny spec Overally speaking, we have a lot of growth potential, which is also very beneficial. Like Sapphire is our biggest coin and is a, it has a coin market cap rank of 230 or so in the grand scheme of things. And it's our biggest coin. And then we have 19 others currently, which are much smaller. So the growth potential is definitely there to grow much bigger. And with, a, with very well built fundamentals, like the hubs that we are building in Malta and in Germany, and potentially in the Genesis Hub that we are building in Satome, the products, the projects that materialize that will let institutional investors come aboard and fund them. We think we have a great, great outlook into the future. Well, Steve, I wish you best of luck with this. Obviously, you're sitting you. we, on that. We, we need it, yeah. <laughs> we still need it despite everything. We work very hard. And I know I sound like a broken record with the risk. We really want people to join us and to take this chance, but not to overcommit and to be always well diversified with the assets because it just makes sense that yield notes is a high risk part of your portfolio that you can take part in it and hopefully enjoy the fruits also in many, many years, but still just diversify very well. This would be very important. This is actually the most important thing that I want to always transport across interviews. Exactly. Don't lay all of your eggs into a single exactly. basket. <laughs> and do not loan, do not loan on houses, do not loan on grounds, don't go that route because everything that can impact your lifestyle is just too much of a risk mm-hmm. to, to do. Well, on that bombshell, thank you so much, <laughs> Steve, Steve, for your yeah, time yeah. and um, on to the next one, hopefully. <laughs> Sounds good. Jake, see you soon. Till the next time, hopefully I have some more good news then to share. <laughs> and looking forward to meeting again. Has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Take care. Take care, okay? Bye-bye. <laughs> now, before we go, let me quickly update you on the progress of our public account. As you remember, we started it about two years ago. And as you can see now, the account already quadrupled with another 6.5% profit generate just last month. Looks really good and if you really want to be part of it, make sure to follow the link in the description below to secure your spot in the Yield Notes program. Thank you for watching and see you soon.